With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. My name's Pete Sweeney, hanging out with Jay Binkley after the Chiefs' dominant 40-9 win over the Oakland Raiders. The best part of this victory, I thought, Jay, was the fact that we saw continued success of this defense. The defense was the question entering the year. Could the defense be good enough? To get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, I thought the interceptions by Tyron Matthew and then the pick six by Juan Thornhill set the tone. And you saw an output from the Chiefs offense that was more than 30 points. But at the same time, it still feels like there is some room uh, to be desired. There's still some room for them to get better. And I think that's a silver lining of this game. You win 40 to nine. You beat a team that is way less They're way less better than you, way not in your league, and now you look toward the New England Patriots. Winning is so difficult in the National Football League. Look around the league. Teams are losing, and they shouldn't. Again, the Chiefs haven't lost by more than the score since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, but this is the defense, and we're seeing this transition. Could they back up what happened in Mexico City? And they did today. This Raiders team, Derek Carr, we all know he struggles at Arrowhead Stadium. He's very bad at Arrowhead Stadium, that continued today. The offense is one of those things, and this isn't an excuse game, but let's face it, the wind and everything, it was a factor in this game, but the defense picked it up. This is a team win, Pete. This was a team win. And not only am I happy the way the defense played, but the fact in the fourth quarter, Darrell Williams is hurt. He He's out of the game. Who did, Darwin Thompson, who was th- talked about this week by the enemy, might get more of a chance to run. It was by necessity, because Darrell Williams hurt, Darwin Thompson in the game, and you got to see it. But not only that, but the Chiefs in the fourth quarter, instead of relying on Pat to keep chucking the ball around the yard in these conditions, preserve Pat Mahomes, hand the ball off, 12 of the last 15 plays, went to Darwin Thompson, had 44 yards rushing. For a while, Pat Mahomes is the leading rusher. Again, he was the leading rusher in Mexico City, had 25 yards today, and until that drive of Darwin Thompson kind of coming to life, very small guy but extremely strong. I told you pound for pound might be the toughest guy on the Kansas City Chiefs in the weight room, but they were able to ice the game by running the football in the fourth. You preserve that lead, you pound the rock, you don't put your quarterback in precarious situations, and you ice the game and win the game. All-around team effort for the Chiefs today. Arrowhead Stadium still an absolute nightmare for Derek Carr. He finishes 20 of 30 for 222 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions, a passer rating of 71 Point eight now zero and six at Arrowhead Stadium, and this is a guy Jay who doesn't really throw a ton of interceptions, but against the Chiefs at Arrowhead, he throws a lot of them. Not only that, but he his last twenty three games picked off five times by the Chiefs, six times. Now the opponents in his last three twenty three games only four interceptions against Derek Carr. This makes six interceptions now uh, by the Chiefs defense and the AFC West opponents between Philip Rivers throwing four in Mexico City and Derek Carr. 
two tonight in the safety play. Thornhill, the pick six. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. The safeties, you know, playing that quarterback on the defense and rising. The, de- the secondary's been very good for the Chiefs. And a big part of that's the leadership of the honey badger. And now Thornhill and his development. And he's getting to play with the guy in, in, in honey badger. He used to watch. He used to watch his film at Virginia before him. games. He admired him. And now he's playing with him. Those two are side-by-side there. It's kind of the quarterback's of the secondary, but Derek Carr's not good here. The Chiefs defense made him look bad, continued to make him look bad. This was a big game for the Raiders. They were they were hammered by 31 points against the Jets. I said, you know, throw that out the window. They had a chance to come in the arrowhead, leave the game with the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Kansas City Chiefs would have gone and played New England next week. They have the Tennessee Titans, which that's proving to be a, a tougher game for the Raiders the way that they've been playing, especially with Tannehill 5-1 and one down the stretch. But they had a chance, but the Chiefs, they were physical. There's been games where the Chiefs haven't been the physical team. I felt today they were completely the physical team. Now, they did struggle in run defense. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a good performance against them, but it's been but don't break. Forced Derek Carr to beat you. They fell in a hole 10 to nothing in Oakland, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs had that miraculous second quarter, their best quarter of the year, forcing Derek Carr to play. But again, six interceptions now by the secondary, including the first pick six of the year by Thornhill. Six interceptions now against this division. Andy Reid, he goes to 25-3 and against this division since 2015. He moves to 18-3 and after the bye. This did not spell Raiders' victory at all in Kansas City coming into this one. I just look at this game, and what you realize is the Raiders are a team that has some pieces here. The defense is going to have some guys that you like. Josh Jacobs runs for 104 yards. You have Darren Waller, the tight end, for 100 yards. They're missing a key piece of this, and it's Derek Carr. And if you can't win at Arrowhead Stadium, especially when I still, and I said it to begin the show, I don't think the Chiefs' offense is still playing as good as it could possibly play, and you're getting that kind of effort, and you're still losing 40-9. to This is how it's going to be for the foreseeable future until you find that position. Now we said the Chiefs turned their attention to the New England Patriots. They actually still play tonight in Sunday Night Football. It's the Patriots taking on the Houston Texans, so we'll see how that goes. But say Houston can get that win, then the Chiefs have a chance to give the Patriots their third loss next week. They're 8-4. and four. They still have a lot of football to play the final fourth of this season. And look at look right now. You just win the games in front of you, and, and I feel like the Chiefs are in good position well, to do Well, dealing that. with injuries as well. Frank Clark goes out with the shoulder injury. Tano Passigno ends up... With the big sack for the Chiefs, Darrell Williams gets hurt to this game, and they're going to need this defense to travel. They're going to find they're going to have to find a way to put some dirt on Tom Brady's jersey. That's the one way that he's been beating the Chiefs is staying clean when, when he plays for him. But I love the fact that the physicality of the Kansas City Chiefs, just the way they kind of pounded the rock. Now, still something to be desired. Ninety six total yards rushing for the Chiefs in a game with the wind conditions that you really needed to be able to run the football. But Oakland, worst defense as far as the deep ball. They should feel lucky today. There was so much win. Pat Mahomes, the best quarterback with the deep ball throwing it. But you have to be happy for the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. Seeing the defense step up. If Mahomes can't always carry it, if he can't always carry it, can the defense step up and do it? They check that box. And also, can they ice a game away at the end of the game by running the football? They proved that today. Chiefs cornerback Rashad Fenton leaves this game with a hamstring injury. You had Frank Clark with a shoulder injury. Darrell Williams with a hamstring injury. We should have some kind of updates coming at you soon with Andy Reid's postgame presser. This is a celebration for you guys. We want you to get involved. 913-576-7610. If you want to call us, you can also text us on the Protein House. Eat with a Purpose text line 69306. This game's an indictment on Derek Carr. You know, the future of this division. We're seeing weird things. Phillip Rivers is maybe going to be benched today. 
before this the game that he played. Yeah, Drew Lock, about that. the least Summit native, starting for the Denver Broncos. And I'll say this: Derek Carr can't win at Arrowhead Stadium. He's zero and six now at the stadium. That's an indictment on him. Because you think about that great you rookie class. Right. You, you have Raiders, to find a new quarterback. The Raiders had more rushing yards from rookies, more sacks from rookies, more receiving yards than, or excuse me, second most receiving yards in the NFL, most yards from scrimmage, and most sacks by rookies. You saw Trayvon Mullen. He's a rookie from Clemson, defensive back, get that pick that was uh, reviewed and given back right. to the Kansas City Chiefs. But Derek Carr can't win here. And what we saw it in college football, Jim Harbaugh can't beat Michigan. 0-5 now. Derek Carr can't beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. If you can't beat your rival... You don't have your quarterback situation figured out. That's the best news for the Chiefs. They're the only teams in this division with the quarterback position figured out as Drew Locke, Lee Summit native, celebrates the victory over the Chargers. Yeah, I know. that. That's tough for you. You, you got a Broncos win, but uh, like Drew, Drew, Drew Locke gets his first W. But let's talk about this Chiefs game again. It's 913-576-7610 or the Protein House with a Purpose text line 69306. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to Chester. Chester, how you doing? Happy birthday, Chester. I don't know if they, oh, not to the 22nd, but I take the whole month. Okay. Yeah, for my birthday. Happy You're birthday, running Chester. running the table, controlling one's destiny. Uh, who motivates the motivator? Uh, the quarterback said if the game's on the line, I'll motivate them to do a little running, and he did, even in the end zone. Uh, look at uh, Thornhill. Oh, yeah, rookie getting his first uh, pick six. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm elated over the defense, uh, little attitude, and the next game we can have a little bit higher expectation, and only results give you confidence. Only when you finish uh, the fourth quarter and do what you do to con- con- control your fate in the fourth quarter, how you finish, how you start, how you maintain, how you finish. Total team, all three phases, you know, let us increase in expectation. I don't know if they ended in zero penalties. Uh, I got so happy I didn't even see that. Oh, they did. The Raiders had 12 in this game. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Chiefs on oh, their penalties. No, the Chiefs didn't have any. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Well, they they ended up on zero on penalties. I'm just, it's just, uh, just, just call it a birthday gift. They have motivated me in my motivated month of birthday. Hey, Chester, last thing. What's key, What keeps the clothes clean? All the agitation in the winning machine. Thanks, Chester. That's right. Agitation in the winning machines keeps the clothes clean. Always like hearing from Chester. Yes, the big thing was zero penalties for the Chiefs. Well, Andy Reid talked about that, and he's talked about it in the past, and it hasn't improved. So kudos to him. I mean, if you're going to mention that, you have to mention the times that he says something and it does improve. No penalties today. But they're bottom half the NFL in penalties now. They came into this game 18th in penalties in the NFL. That includes the games on Thanksgiving. The Raiders were second penalties and penalty yards, obviously the Thanksgiving things change things. The Raiders are fourth in penalties and fourth in penalty yards. That's going to change because they had 12 penalties a day for 99 yards. Again, this division finds a way to poop its pants. The Chargers and Phillip Rivers did, and the Raiders, Raiders. The Chargers are going to Charger. The Raiders are going to Raider. This is just what happens. Already from John Gruden in the postgame press conference, quote, we had an interception turned over by the Wizard of Oz, end quote. It is completely random. I obviously am happy that the Chiefs were able to to get the benefit of that call. Clearly was pass interference, but the NFL has a true problem. They cannot be this random with whether or not they overturn penalties on review or not. It just seems silly at this point. They did it to themselves because it's a booth review and it's a right. turnover 
or a touchdown. The other one was just as egregious as that one. I agree. That, that's what I agree the Romo's saying. He, he, I agree with Romo. He's saying, yeah, you know, you got to be consistent. There's got to be consistency in those calls. What you see now is why people are complaining about the NFL. It's why people were complaining so much about Travis Frederick getting those tripping calls against the Patriots. The NFL comes out and said, ah, sorry, we were wrong. Doesn't do the Dallas Cowboys any good in that game at this point, but it was a crucial third and one situation they faced in the penalties. We were screaming, we want the officials back, right? When when he was replacement officials there, people were screaming, we want right. the officials yes, back. They come back and they still suck. No, it's a, it, it's true. It is true. 913-576-7610. Let's go out to DJ. What's going on, DJ? I am here. I am excited. I feel really, really good. Okay. <laughs> I am giving my game ball to Mr. Juan Thornhill. I nice. love what I saw. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to give my honorable mention just to the defense, man. Listen, I, I got a piggyback kind of off of what uh, what Jay mentioned. Pete, uh, something else, too, man. What's up, man? Um, the whole plaid prince thing, man. I think that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Listen, well, he's rocking plaid right now, to be honest with you. I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the reason why I said that, because I listen to the, the other guys that you have that do the mailbag and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Tell, tell that one guy, Matt, it sounds like he does the whole podcast from his bathroom. You got to find like a different location. That sounds good. Thank you for I the call. Matty on the day. I like his phone today. His phone was really good today. Actually. His phone did improve. He's so probably that, in the so Appalachians. You know, that's where he lives, you know. Uh, DJ getting off the line leaves a line open for you, 913-576-7610. Also, the Protein House, E with the Purpose Sex Line, 69306. Let's go out to our guy, Fred. Fred, what's going on? Yeah, I wonder if after the game, when Chucky went over and talked to Coach Reed, he probably apologized about the scuffle, and Andy probably said, well, it must be rough for your players to accept that this evening we were Rick James and you guys were our <laughs> very close. Fred, Fred, Fred. Very, you were real close there, Fred. Very close, Fred. I was telling you, Pete's mother's here, and I told her that from New York, and I told her we have a seven-second delay. Comes in very handy there. Yeah, I mean, Fred Fred knows better than that. I mean, this, Fred is, knows a, better. this is a return caller. Did you Fred, get it? No, we got it. It's gone. Okay. Yeah, it's gone. It's going to do some Rick James there, you know? Dan and Casey, Kaylin, let's let's get a little bit more wholesome here. Before I say anything, I'll be 52 this month. I just like an early birthday present. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. I'll tell you something. When the Cornwall made it 21 nothing, I thought the Raiders <laughs> were deflated. I don't know what you guys think. I think they were deflated after that. But uh, it was a great defensive performance. Mahomes would have touched down. And then Williams would have touched down. Let's take care of the Patriots. Take care of yourself, guys. Take oh, my care. God. Take care. A lot of birthdays. A lot of birthdays with the call. Thanks for the Chester call. Yeah, if, if it's your birthday, I guess you yeah. have to call in tonight. It's it's a birthday night. Um, a, a really nice present today. Was he a, talking about? Was Fred talking about the apologies? To Gary, Gary Dieter got some play action. You know what? Mahomes wouldn't. Have, I saw Dusty tweet about this. He's hundred percent right because I looked at Pete. Mahomes goes walking over there when Dieter yeah, was he, getting face masked. I was like, man, he's taking care of his guy, isn't he? Taking care of his guy, Dieter. Nobody messes with that guy, man. He just got off the <laughs> get off the injury report, practice squad, finally strapping up, and then. Here come the dirty Raiders trying to take his guy out. Your Can you imagine if Mahomes got hurt protecting Dieter? Best friends take care of best friends. That's right. And I wouldn't let anybody. I wouldn't let you touch Pete. Bigley. It, it doesn't matter if you're the reigning MVP yeah, of the would. National Football League. It doesn't matter if you are a eighth wide receiver or the when, plaid prince. Your best friend is your best friend. Yeah, DJ talking about the plaid <laughs> prince. To um, Dan's Dan's point, very quickly, I felt like coming into this game. As soon as Derek Carr made a crucial mistake, the game was going to be over. And you saw that initially when they start with the football, and in a second, the Honey Badger has the ball. 
Derek Carr screams no confidence at times. Especially that in is Arrowhead not, Stadium. Especially at Arrowhead Stadium. That is a guy at times, you're not worried about him rallying. It, and again, it comes down to the mindset of the other team. Are you fearing the guy on the other sideline? I believe Pat Mahomes instills fear on opponents not to have him on the field because he's going to hurt you in some way or in another. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they've got that it. And we've seen Lamar Jackson at this point. We've seen, you know, Deshaun Watson at times. Andrew Luck had that for a little while. And then, of course, he retires. But to have that fear of the guy on the other sideline, Derek Carr instills fear in nobody. Get a deer in the headlights look about him. And this is good. This is good news for the Chiefs and the AFC West. They won this division three straight years. There is no reason. There is nobody out there that you're saying is challenger to the Chiefs. And I know the Raiders could have closed this up and had the same record had they won. But, again, they have to win. They lose. 49. For I mean, what it's worth, I mean, but they find ways to lose, Pete. This division does not have quarterback play. This division does not have teams yeah. with ice water in their veins. This team throws interceptions up for grabs like the Chargers did in Mexico City. This this division doesn't have anybody with cutthroat instincts except for number 15 over here at Arrowhead. For what it's worth, the Raiders season isn't over here, but you look at the last two weeks, the New York Jets, who lose to the Bengals today, 34 to 3. The Kansas City Chiefs now 40 to 9. You're not feeling good about yourself. You're not feeling good about your quarterback. This division for the for 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 what you can say here. I mean, this thing is over. This I do is over. I do believe the Raiders might be the team in this division, the second best team because of this rookie class. Sure. But again, I don't know if they have a quarterback. They don't. Cuz they have a quarterback they that can't go to their biggest rival and win. The Chiefs win this football game 40-9. to Right now, you're listening to the Arrowhead Pride post-game show presented by 7th Street Casino. We'll be right back. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Chiefs win 40 9 at Arrowhead Stadium against the rival Oakland Raiders. They improve to 8 4. The Raiders, the next up in the vision. At six and six, but two wins over them might be too little, too late for Oakland here. Two wins and they're not even close. Twenty-eight to ten in Oakland. Chiefs had a touchdown called back in that game. Lose handily here, and that's the thing. I, I do think that is the future, and that's not a great future. I mean, great rookie class. Congrats to the Raiders. Congrats on drafting Josh Jacobs, who's put up about two hundred yards in two games against the Chiefs this year, and they keep getting destroyed. The Chargers and Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers threw another pick today that's 10 against the division. He throws a pick against the Broncos. The Broncos start Kansas City's guy, Drew Locke. 134 yards, two touchdowns, who cares? and a pick. But again, <laughs> who's going to be that guy? Who's that dominant team? The Broncos don't even have a coach in Vic Fangio. That is not a good combination with Drew Locke. This is good times for Kansas City. This team stepped up as a team, a team victory. We've seen the defense kind of stepping up the last couple of weeks. Now, they've reverted, too. They look right. great against the Broncos, nine sacks. Got five sacks against the Broncos. The Packers still at the po- Packers dominate yeah. the last five minutes. Took a step back or forward against the Vikings. Another step back I, against the Titans. They've taken two steps forward the last couple of weeks, and that should be celebrated. Get this team some mojo in the month of December. Andy Reid, fourth all-time in winning percentage in December. It, it seems crazy to say, though. I mean, I just look at this game, and I understand the Chiefs offense put up 31. There's still room for improvement there, and that, I think, is a silver lining. Like, you look at Mahomes' numbers. He still doesn't seem completely right. 15 of 29 for 175 and a touchdown. 
Next week is a game where you're not going to be afforded a lot of room to make any mistakes. So you're going to hope that the offense picks up to where the defense is next week. And it's been a couple of weird games. The 7,500 feet altitude yeah. in Mexico City. This was a lot of wind. We saw what happened when Carlson kicked it for the Raiders. It was worse shank than you kicking a field goal at Arrowhead Stadium. Shock Chucky went for that field goal later to just get three points when they needed touchdowns on the board. But you know what? He didn't have to. That's the thing with Mahomes. He didn't have to go light it up, Pete. You know why? Because they were able. This wasn't a close game. If this is a close game, Pat Mahomes is well over 200 yards. It will. But they were able to settle down. You're saying run, run the, the clock football. out at the end. Absolutely. Darwin Thompson Let's looked like the only running the back quarter. who could who could drain the clock there. No the question. When, when they had that big lead, there was no reason for Mahomes to go out there and keep lighting up the scoreboard, throwing the football. They scored 40 points. Two of them came on that, that run back there at the end. But they were able to kind of ice the clock around, let the Raiders screw up, which they did, 12 penalties in this game, run the clock at the end. You didn't need Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes could have padded his stats in this game. Could have. But they didn't need him to. And that's the important thing. Again, 175 doesn't matter. The fact is, he can do it if he had to. He didn't have to. Call us up if you want to talk. Chiefs, Raiders, 913-576-7610. Or you can hit us on the Protein House, E with a Purpose, text line 69306. Let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to you. What's going on, you? What's going on, gentlemen? Um, This is a big deal for me. I mean, I think the Chiefs didn't have any turnovers. And the biggest one for me is the no penalty. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, because we, we always let penalties kill us. Granted, it's against the Raiders, uh, but they are a fringe playoff team right now. Um, another thing, the six interceptions in two games, that's big time, even though it's against two rivals. I get it. But the last thing I want to say is that I believe Reed really kind of experiments in his own division. I think he lets the defense do their thing like he did last year with um, Charvarius Ward, I think, if I'm not mistaken, against the uh, Chargers. But I like what I like what he's doing here. He's letting the defense gain confidence. It's not so much about the offense. Yep. And eventually they'll both come together. Uh, thanks, guys. Hey, the thing about the Raiders is they finally got some receiving yards from wide receivers at the end of the game. But they went tight in. Waller, a big game. Washington to play with Mahomes at Texas Tech from the running back position. Three catches, 44 yards. Waller led the way. And that's not exactly corner matchups there. It's not. The corners did a great job in this game. Again, fourth and DVOA in pass defense coming in here. But the penalties is right. Nine for 80 against Tennessee. Eight for uh, 120 against the Chargers. None today. And again, the Chiefs came in 18th in penalties. They were number one in penalties and penalty yards last year. They can't beat themselves. You don't beat the. This is what great teams do. This is the difference between the Patriots being good and the Patriots being great. They rarely beat themselves. And the Chiefs really in this game did not, did not at all beat themselves, open the door, let the Raiders in this game. Right. It was just a dominating performance all the way around. And it was the defense. It was the defense from the beginning to the end. And I'm still waiting for that moment. And it wasn't today. And and it's and it's and it's again the silver lining because you haven't seen the offense and defense fully healthy playing well in the same game. You almost did today. And what was the result? A forty to nine victory. Yeah. Imagine in a game where they can really click on all cylinders together. I mean, you still haven't seen a game where it was completely everything going right for the Chiefs, and they're 8-4. and four. They're 8-4. and four. So what is it going to be when they're finally clicking all together? It's a big game this week. I mean, it goes without saying, 
beating the New England Patriots changes the national narrative on the Kansas City Chiefs. Get out hopefully at this point people are talking about this defense a little bit. A 40-9 win at Arrowhead Stadium. Get at us, 913-576-7610. Let's continue on with the phone calls and go to Batman. Batman, what's going on? Brother, what's up? The, you know, the deal of it is, Vink, I love you. You, you. I wouldn't say happy birthday to Dan. He's wicked. But I, I, I'm telling you that the offense right here is a work in progress. We're just starting to get all these guys, our pieces back together where they're not injured and we're functioning like a machine, like the red machine. Okay, this thing's done. I'm telling you, the Patriots really don't need to have to do, don't have to win that game. And I'm, I'm looking for the Chiefs to just go ahead and win five in a row and roll right into the playoffs. How do you like that, brothers? I, I like it. Another sign I like too. Whitehead uh, goes off sides, unabated to Patrick Mahomes, gets the unnecessary roughness for spiking Mahomes. Right. I like the fact they didn't really show it, but the offensive line did go to Patrick Mahomes. I like that. I like that toughness. Okay, you're going to mess with our quarterback, you're going to mess with us. I like that. Even when Dieter was getting into it, there was Patrick Mahomes. They have each other's back, and that's a good sign. Yeah, that's one thing I think you see in every Chiefs team, especially since Reed's come in Kansas City. They do really look at it as this family type of deal. If you mess with Patrick Mahomes, especially Patrick Mahomes, there's going to be you know repercussions for that. You saw the offensive line go over to his aid. But what was even more impressive was the fact that Mahomes went to help out Dieter when he was in a fight. You, you never see a quarterback helping another player. Now, that was a good thing. And how about the defensive line, too? If the defensive ends can set the edge and you, you force it in there, Colin Saunders, a big play today, Chris Jones, that I thought really manned up there in the second half. Chris Jones was the man-child there in the second half. Getting to the quarterback, stopping the run, ends up in this game, five tackles. If they can continue that, the Raiders were going to be a one-trick pony. Running the football was going to be about the only thing they could do today against the Kansas City Chiefs. And early on, they had a lot of success doing it. Josh Jacobs ran the ball. He was a man-child in this game. But with the missing ingredient for the Chiefs is that consistency at running back. In the pregame, I told you, you got to get in that circle of trust of Andy Reid. And I'm not sure McCoy's been in it, and it looked like Darrell Williams was in that circle of trust. And I told you that. He's the most consistent guy. And then he had the hamstring Not injury. the fastest guy, 472 at the combine. Not the fastest, even though next-gen stat, he had a nice run this year that was pretty fast. But Darwin Thompson hadn't got himself in there, and I felt like Andy Reid was going to go with the flow. And I feel this way that he's going to do with the running game. Whatever running back's picking up the yards, who has the flow, who has the energy, who's getting those extra yards, guys that are feeling it, like Jacobs was. And then the Raiders go away from Jacobs when they needed to on crucial one-yard situations. They didn't go to him. Instead, they tried to be cute on plays instead of running with the guy that was averaging over six yards a carry. But again, Andy Reid, I think, is going to feel it out. It's going to be the enemy and Andy Reid kind of in, in McCola, whatever, with the feeling who's getting the yards, who's feeling it that day, getting the bulk of the carries. Now's the time to shine be in that workhorse towards the end of the year. Yeah, Darwin Thompson get, did get his time during what was really garbage time of this game. He finished with 11 carries for 44 yards and a touchdown, but there were some opportunities there where he had to show, okay, I can get the first down. He was able to do that. In my opinion, he gained what I think should be more uh, playing time, he, he, or he earned what, what I think should be more playing time moving forward, more legitimate playing time at the beginning of games. Darwin Thompson spoke with the media right after the game. Just the first of many. I mean, I had the vets behind me cheering me on for the team, and I just knew I had to seal the deal, uh, take over the game. I mean, close the game. Just close it off. 
You obviously knew Damian was out today. How did you approach this game thinking that maybe your role might be bigger going into the day? I approach this game the same way every game. I mean, like, I'm going to be the starter going in the game. It's, it don't change for me. Darren, Eric Bienemy said this past week that you'd be getting some opportunity today. What was the preparation process like in, in knowing that you would be getting some extended minutes? The same, it don't change. I, play, I practice like I'm first string every practice. I play like I'm first string. I mean, it don't change for me. Can you walk us through that touchdown? Just kind of what you saw and how you got into the end zone. Man, I was tired as hell, but I was like, I got to get in the end zone <laughs> now. I got to close it up right now. Darren, you're... Your high school football coach passed away after a battle with ALS. How much more does that make this touchdown so much meaning, so much more meaningful for you? R.I.P. Coach Trimble, uh, he taught me how to win. That's one thing he did teach me, how to uh, make it happen. What would he tell you after that touchdown today? Good job. He'd slap me on the back, give me a hug. he just say, good job. I mean, we win. That's all he taught me is how to win, how to work hard, and how to push myself to be great. Obviously, you knew he had ALS, but when did you find out that he had passed away? Uh, this morning. How did you really? find out? Uh, a text from my little brother. My little brother played running back there as well. I mean, the, the number three at the running back position is started with me, and he carried it on. And then a, a younger guy by the guy named uh, Noah Hernandez carried it on. So just them guys texting me, my coach, my O-line coach. He was my running back coach at the time in high school. He texts us all, just a couple of guys that was from my senior class, and just told us he loved us and was grateful for those relationships. What was what was what kind of influence did he have on your career? And he taught me how to win. That's really where my foundation started. Just how to win, how to grind, how to work hard. I mean, ultimately it helped build to where I am today. Um, if you just check out my story, I didn't start in high school, and, and it really taught me a lot. Taught me how to work and point the finger at myself and not everybody else. I'm very thankful for Coach Truman. Star, what was that feeling like when you finally reached the end zone? What was the emotion that goes on your head? Man, from preseason and then it was different. I was tired. I'm like, man, it was good. It felt good. Um, I felt a lot more comfortable out there. It was just go play your game. Who was the first player to congratulate you after you ran the My eyes was closed looking at the ground like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> but it was all the old linemen, Austin, uh, and then Pat carried me off the field. And my stomach was hurt when I was on his pads. I'm like, Pat, put me down. I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, they all showed love. Did you just have the football? Somebody got it. I saw Sherman. Yeah, Sherman grabbed it and made sure they got it. Yeah, Sherman told me he grabbed it and made sure I get it. So. Looked like you might have gotten a little shot from one of your linemen there to get in. Did you feel that? I don't know. I have no clue. I just know I had to get in there. They probably. Even with such limited snaps, you still left the team in rushing. Just what have you sort of figured out between week one and now that has led you to have some comfort with the offensive line, knowing kind of where the holes are, the cutback lanes? Be me. Be me. I mean, ultimately, after a little while, I was getting tired and I was just running off uh, reaction. It was just be me. You know the reads. You know how to run the ball. You've been doing it all your life. Be you. Don't try to do too much. Don't try to be a superhero. Play a game. So if you heard during that sound, Darwin Thompson's high school coach had passed away today, and then he goes and gets that opportunity, really the first of the season, and gets that touchdown. It has to be an emotional moment. For oh, I'm sure it was for him. And here's the thing, Pete. Earlier this week, you know, Eric Bieniemy talking about maybe more touches for Darwin Thompson. I don't know how many he gets without Darrell Williams. I agree. Darrell Williams, is, is they said hamstring injury, but it kind of looked like the knee there that kind of gave out on him, kind of a non-contact injury. I'm not sure Darwin gets much of a chance I completely if Darrell Williams stayed in this game. Yeah, I completely agree. It seemed like that Darrell Williams was the guy. I don't know what's going on with Andy Reid and the Chiefs and McCoy right now. It just is a little odd with his usage. I wonder if they really trust him 
uh, out there. It, it seems weird, but it, but it seemed like today Daryl Williams was the lead back, right? So he goes out, and that leads to an opportunity for Darwin Thompson, and he certainly made the most of it. 5'8", 200 pounds, and he's built like a brick wall. I mean, dude, dude is strong. Again, probably toughest, toughest pound-for-pound guy on the Kansas City Chiefs. But he got his chance. He stepped up what he had to for an injury, and he stepped up. The McCoy thing is weird. It is, whole load it, don't you agree with thing, me? Don't it you? is. It is. It's a little odd. The whole load management thing, his age, maybe they're preserving him for the end of the year. I mean, they don't plan on probably bringing him back at all. So why yeah, not this just is, run this with is, McCoy? This, but? It was an interesting experiment, but it, uh, he is not I, the future. I mean, I, you can tell that he's probably at the end of his career. Darwin Thompson gives them something different that they don't have. He's that kind of scat back that they sure. don't have. And again, I thought Darwin Thompson, the way he's playing at St. Joe, has really positioned himself maybe for a crucial third down back type of role. And on those on those plays at the end of the game, he was playing bigger than his size when it came to getting those first downs. And so I thought that was impressive as well. Someone who had uh, a somewhat impressive game, I think after a few drops to begin the game, was Travis Kelsey, who finishes with five receptions for a team-leading 90 yards. Here was Kelsey in the locker room after the game. Yeah, it's just a nonstop focus on the little things. Uh, the biggest thing you, you want to do going into the game is, is not lose the game uh, personally, getting, uh, you know, the penalties, uh, mistakes, uh, drops. Um, you just got to make a nonstop, nonstop uh, conscious effort on, on doing the little things and, uh, and not hurting the team. We're putting together some stuff uh, that was a little bit different from the last time we played uh, in the past uh, couple games that they've had. Um, we'll talk to them for switching up. But, uh, I don't think there's anything we weren't ready for. We just got to go out the next few weeks. We're going, we're going, we're going. We're going. Coach, we're on the podium. Seeing them today, does it feel more like this is the best moment I saw last year in terms of health, what he can do, what he scrambles? We always know who Patrick Mahomes is. Don't ever get a twist. Whether he... Whether it looks like we're starting oh, yeah. offense and we're out there around putting up 40 points, we're doing all the things in the world and we're passing out there and instincts and high oh, game. It's just the third time that you and, and, uh, and Patrick and Tyreek have all played in the same game together. So does that a little bit have to do with the timing? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think, um, I think the flow of the game is uh, a little bit more smooth when we got all the weapons out there uh, like we had today. Some people will say next week's game, not a big game. Not you guys, I'm just saying other people say, well, you know, they've got the AC West wrapped. They probably won't catch New England, but it's a huge game for you guys from the standpoint of just going up there and trying to put your flag in the ground against the Patriots, isn't it? Um, I think it's a, it's an opportunity, just like every single week, to go out there and play football and, and uh, play your tail off for the guys next year and try and come out with a win. I mean, yep. it is what it is. Everyone's looking at what happened last year in the AFC a championship game, and they, they want to see the rematch. But I think we're just going to take it one game at a time and, and see where everything unfolds. No special meaning then, being New England? There's no special meaning. I know, I know it's gratifying. I was going to try but is it somewhat different to get a win when you do the little things right? You have to rely on the, on the big plays. Best feeling in the world, being able to, to, to come away uh, knowing that, you know, all the, all the small things get close to the uh, especially when it's something that uh, we haven't been necessarily uh, perfect at. 
throughout the season. Uh, but being able to go out there and uh, wrap things up and work the win the way we're supposed to. Travis, this team has had to come so much adversity by way of injury. How much of an impact has that had on the connectivity uh, and just overall progress you've seen with this team and what they can overcome? Uh, I mean, you just always have to keep the faith. It, it, it is what it is. And always have the belief that your teammates and your coaches are putting in a, a, a thousand percent effort just like you are. And uh, from there, it's just wherever we go, uh, we try and just make hey, plays and, and uh, play for the guy next How much of a competitive edge does that give you now going in this final stretch? Um, I think it's uh, it just builds the beast. We're, we're non-stop trying to build something new and, uh, and, and perfect our craft. And I think every single week we, we just keep getting better at, the, at, at uh, you know, what Coach has uh, as a challenge for us. You've been there before, but seeing a guy score his first touchdown like Darwin, just what was it like? Oh, that was awesome, man. That was awesome, especially having a drive like that. I mean, we handed the ball off to him I don't know how many times. <laughs> at least 10, I would assume. Uh, and, and to see him come away with one, is, as dog-tired as he was, it's, uh, it was a cool, cool feeling. I'm happy for him. Travis, how much unfinished business is there for you guys in the Unfinished business? Uh, I think uh, we have a lot of business going up there and, and, and coming away with the win. Uh, in, in terms of unfinished business, uh, we'll see where the, the season, uh, how it unfolds and uh, how everything you know, comes together then. How do you like your chances with this group? Why do you think of how do I like my chances? I'll take this group against anybody in the league. Have a good one, guys. You hear that from Travis Kelsey. He's good with these guys against anyone in the league. We'll discuss that and more. We just got to pause for station identification. Taking the kids to soccer practice Saturday. We're live and local all day long, starting at 10. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Kansas City, Radio.com Sports Station. So Kelsey with some inspiring words there, Jay. He is ready to go to battle with these guys. Hey, he takes this group against anybody. That's, that's the kind of attitude they showed. That's the kind of attitude they displayed. They're not just saying it. They're acting upon it. Just the little things they're doing, having each other's back. And, and Pete, I, I told you earlier this season, before the season even started, maybe one day we we're sitting up at St. Joe yep. in the tent in the heat, and I said, doesn't this team just feel different? I mean, during the offseason, Mahomes is, you know, practicing with his receivers. They were together. They weren't just separate. They were together doing things. And I think that goes a long way. And I told you it seemed like Andy Reid, a different attitude this year. He was having fun. He's having a lot of fun. Not that he hadn't always having fun, but this year just seemed different with his team. But it's a very close-knit group. There's not the infighting. There's not the finger-pointing at times when the offense has been great, the defense. There's no finger-pointing going on with this team. But it seems like it's been a pretty tight-knit group that heads each other's back, and it was on full display. And Travis Kelsey just echoing. He, he He's talking the talk and walking the walk. Chiefs win 40-9. to Let's continue with your thoughts. 913-576-7610. Let's go out to Zach. Zach, what's on your mind? Zach, am I, you got me? Hey, Zach. Nope. Aaron, what's going on? Aaron? Oh, yeah, this is me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Turn your radio down, Aaron. Oh, okay. I apologize. Uh, Fire away. No apologies. Just go. What's, what's going on? Aaron. Aaron. You got to was, be ready to go, That was sad. Uh, Come on, man. DJ, you got one more Step thought for up, us? Man. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, one more thought. What's up? Oh, nothing, man. I think uh, Sprint doesn't like me talking to you guys. I don't know. <laughs> um, I actually, what I was going to say was two things, and I'll, I'll get off of here. Uh, one, I was, I was just listening to Jay talk, and I agree. The defense looks a lot more cohesive. Yep. There's a lot more aggression, a lot more togetherness, and, like, a lot less mistakes. This is a championship-type defense. I hope it stays that way. But I wanted to get some feedback from you guys, and I'll listen later on. I feel like we need a statement game, and I feel like the statement game 
is the Patriots. I feel like Andy needs to go out and coach flawlessly pretty much how he did tonight. Needs to make a statement against Bill Belichick that, look, man, you guys are vulnerable. I'm not going to let y'all stand in the way of my championship here. And um, do you guys feel like if, if and when we win that game, um, that we're going to go to the Super Bowl. No question That's about it. it. No question about it. This is a statement game. Going up there, putting an exclamation mark on it by beating the Patriots in New England. The Patriots have been the thorn in the side. Yes, there's been some nice Chiefs victories over the Patriots, including 2014 when they paced them. But New England goes on right. and wins the Super Bowl that year. Last year, I thought the Chiefs could have flipped the narrative in the National Football League in the offseason. Had they beaten the Patriots in that postseason game, with this defense, I believe they could have. And last year's defense was just good enough without an offsides, but he forward to be in the Super Bowl. But yes, it is a statement game to show that there's a new sheriff in town, and that's Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid versus Belichick. This is an interesting game. It's one week. Andy Reid's shown what he can do. You know, when he's had that offseason to prepare for the Patriots. But now it's going to be week to week against Belichick. Belichick's playing on Sunday night. Andy Reid can sit back, see what the Patriots are doing. But yeah, this is a statement game for the Kansas City Chiefs. No question about it. If they've arrived or not, if the Chiefs beat the Patriots, it'll be bigger than when the, than the Ravens did it. Because when the Ravens did it, and they've been playing great, but that was they've arrived. You know, they had that Johnny Manziel beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa moment where everybody believes in right. you because you did something you weren't supposed to do. The Chiefs go to New England and, and cement that game. It does many things for this organization's confidence. Not only that, Pete, they go the rest of the year undefeated. They still have two of four at Arrowhead Stadium. They beat the Patriots. They finished 12-4. and four. Also, for what it's worth, Binkley, on your note, uh, James Palmer of NFL Network tweets out that Derek Carr said the Chiefs didn't do anything differently than they normally do. They just disguised it well and did it during different times of the game where they usually don't, which would show you the big significance and the difference of Bob Sutton and Spags. No, no question. And Spags is really coaching his butt off lately. And again, what has improved the most on this team? The secondary. What is Steve Spagnola? He's a secondary coach by nature. He was a secondary coach in college, been that way in the NFL. Credit him, Dave Merritt, Sam Madison, that defensive back group. And you know what? Credit the fact that they went out to find an Eric Berry-type leader for this team that plays. And they got that in Tyron Matthew. Here's what I think. Next week can be a statement game, but it's also a reality game. Because if the offense continues to play like it is, you're not going to beat the New England Patriots. If you're making mistakes early in the game, I think about the, the drops by Kelsey early on. But no turnovers and no penalties is a big way to carry that on. I understand, and I and I completely agree. I think it is a statement if you go to Foxborough and you get that victory. There's no doubt about it. But is the Chiefs' offense good enough? Because the defense can play this well. Tom Brady's still going to score some points on you, I think. So it's can the offense hold up their end of the bargain? We're going to see next week. It is It is a statement game if you win. It is a reality game either way. We know Pat Mahomes can put on the track shoes. We know he can put on sure. the track shoes and go toe-for-toe toe with any quarterback in this league. What we haven't seen is a defense standing up where he doesn't have to. Right. Pat Mahomes did not need to go throw for 200 yards. He did not know, need to throw First for time in his life. Yards. He was able, they were able to run the football at the end of the game. Right. No penalties. Yes, Pat Mahomes can go toe-for-toe toe with you, but also this was a game he didn't have to. These are the type of games right here you hang your hat on. That's right, and it all started with the defense and with Tyron Matthew, who had the first pick of the game, and it really demoralized Derek Carr, leading to the Chiefs' 40-9 victory. Here is Tyron Matthew with the media right after the game. Maybe come together defensively the last few games? You know, just committing ourselves to the process. Um, 
you know, um, you know, uh, I, I think from this point going forward, um, I think it's important to play defense. Um, you know, I think every team that, that makes the playoffs is it's going to be about what their defense could do. So, uh, you know, I think this week, you know, we refocused. Thought our coaches did a good job of you know challenging us. Um, you know, I thought the bye week helped us. Kind of knew what we needed to work on. You know, um, so like I said, I'm just proud of our guys. Uh, we haven't really played well at home. And to have that kind of performance uh, against a division team, um, pretty good. Is uh, this becoming a defensive team? Well, no. You know, um, we got a big one next week, so um, you know we got to stick to the process. Um, show up for work Tuesday, um, and then we'll, we'll, we, you know, we're constantly chasing improvement. So um, you know, uh, we want to be our very best when it when it matters the most. And um, so, really proud of our guys. They stepped up, made some big plays today. Yeah, Tyler, I, what, do you, what do you see or feel, and it may not even be on Sunday during the games, what do you see or feel that makes you know that this is real, these last two games that you guys are I think it's practice, you know, um, you know, guys showing up. Um, you know, we, we've been staying committed to, to the process. You know, um, I think Spags do a great job of, you know, detailing, you know, what it is we need to work on. Um, uh, I think for a secondary player, I, thought, I think Coach Merritt do a great job of really getting us to see the big picture, you know, how teams are really trying to beat us and attack us. And I, I think a combination of all those things is really allowing us to, to play faster. Um, the system isn't new anymore. Um, you know, we're in December. So uh, uh, I, I think everybody got a good feel for, you know, what they need to do, uh, what they can do and what they can't do. Uh, so, uh, we got a long way to go, uh, but uh, I, like, I like what we're putting on tape, uh, you know, fin- trying to finish football games, you know, playing aggressive man coverage. Um, and then letting our big guys get after it. How much did having Kendall back this week help you guys too? Well, I think any time you get a guy like him, you know, who's a veteran, um, a, a true team player, um, who can come in, uh, kind of like myself, play multiple positions, um, and, it, and it allows us to kind of have some integrity within our defense. Um, a lot of people don't know what's going on. Um, a lot of people don't know where I'm lining up at. And so I think the more and more guys you can kind of put on the field, um, to, to kind of help disguise a, a whole integrity of defense, um, I, I think it'll help us out collectively a lot going forward. Uh, big time. Um, pissed off he missed the sack. You know, um, you know, DBs. We don't we don't have too many games where we can kind of you know get the sack, touchdown, and interception. So. Uh, but he's playing great ball, um, making some big-time plays for us, making some tough tackles. Um, uh, he's coming out of his shell, you know, um, you know, especially in practice, communicating. Uh, you know, some days I don't say nothing. I just let him run the show. And, uh, you know, he's handling that well. Was there something you noticed about on film about Derek Carr that allowed you guys to get a good read on him today? Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, uh, we knew when he did take shots down the field, um, we, we could kind of – if we was able to kind of understand pre-snap, um, you know, the formation, um, it would have put us in a position to make a play. Um, but I think Derek, um, you know, he's going to try his best to take out of football. So, you know, tight ends, running backs, check downs, that's kind of his game. So, uh, you know, I was glad that we were able to capitalize on him when he did try to throw the ball downfield. That interception that you had, you weren't really supposed to be there, were you? Didn't you sort of, did you sort of break things off, sort of read him and make a play yourself? Yeah, I just watch a lot of tape, man. And, um... Yeah, once I see something, I just see it. Sometimes I make it, sometimes I don't. But it looked like he expected you, you know, to continue yeah. up the field covering, and then yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, without a doubt. So, uh, 
That's why you got to see where I'm at at all times. Well, you you face <laughs> you face different versions of the Patriots in other places. What do you think about going there against those guys with this group? How do you like your chances? Well, I like our chances. Um, I, I, I think this week of I think this week of practice uh, really be about you know discipline, uh, assignment discipline, technique discipline, um, because that's what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to wait for you to get out of gap. They're going to wait for a, a deep safety to not be deep. You know, so uh, uh, it starts with me. You know, this week in practice, um, getting our guys ready, setting the tempo early in the week, uh, letting them know that we got a big game this week. Tyrant, you feel Last like for Tyrant. you feel like beating the Patriots is, would be a big step for this team. Lost twice to them last year, both on walk-off uh, scores by the Patriots. You feel like this would be a big deal? Well, you know, uh, I, I think in my mind, um, anytime you get to line up, play against anybody um, in December uh, when you got a chance to clinch your division uh, or make the playoffs. All those games are big time games. Uh, you know, like I just said, um, I, I understand what the Patriots uh, present. Um, uh, and we're going to do our best to make sure that we're ready to roll Sunday. The always confident Tyron Matthew after the game. He basically takes what he wants. Wasn't that the whole thing, the honey badger? They always take what they want. Even asked him that question, Pete. He saw he watched a lot of film. He saw what he wanted and he took it. He baited Derek Carr. Throw the football. I'm going to take what I want. He's the honey badger. That's what uh, they do. In this game, it's dangerous animal in the kingdom. Hardest working animal in the kingdom. If I'm not mistaken, uh, that was uh, Sam with the Kansas City Star asking if he broke off that play. And he just said, just watches a lot of film, man. He takes what he wants, man. That's what honey badgers do. I told you this from day one. A, a good game for Tyron Matthew. A good game for Chris Jones, who recorded a sack in this game. Here was Chris Jones after the game. Uh, good effort by defense out there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we played pretty well. Um, we got to do better in the run game. I think we gave up 111 yards, so we definitely got to get better at that. But overall, I feel like we played okay. I feel like there's still room for improvement. Well, you have Jar taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, that's what it's all about, progression. Um, each week, that's what we... Um, what we uh, plan around, getting better each week, each game. And um, I feel like we got better than we was uh, two weeks ago. What's it feel like being, you know, having control of the AFC West now after this uh, big win? It feels like every other win, man. And, you know, every win in this league is important, um, especially against a division rivalry. Um, come out and execute it well. Um, defense played their butts off. Um, my guy won, got his first interception for a touchdown. You know, you like to see things like that. But most importantly, it's about the win. What about next week? This New England Patriots lose a team you'd really like to you know, establish a little bit of something on just in case you're going to have to meet him again later. Yeah, um, you know, we know um, Tom Brady and uh, Bill Belichick always have an excellent game plan. And, you know, uh, we know what we're against, and you got a preparation. You know, preparation is the key to those guys. you got to prepare better than them. You mentioned Juan getting the, the pick six. How do you feel like the secondary as a whole is coming along and coming together these past couple of games? Um, they played exceptional. Um, you know, they they um, two picks for today, right? Yes, sir. Um, T5 got a pick. and uh, That started us off. Um, I think it was second down. Um, T5 got the pick. And, and those things right there can kind of add the spark to the defense. You know, um, they gave us enough time to affect Derek Carr, um, forced him to throw. We got able to get out to Derek Carr. And, um, that's what we expect them to do. You bring a veteran guy like T5 in and, um, to coach the younger guys around him. And, you know, that's, that's nothing but expected by T5. All year you talked about the, uh, getting more acquainted with the game plan of Spagnolo, the system. You feel you're running around freer now. Everybody's kind of on one unit now, just especially when you get to the stretch run here. Yeah, I mean, it's week 13. If you're not, uh, you know, you're not acquainted with the game plan, I don't think you should be playing. 
just simple as that. It's week 13. You know, we only got, what, three weeks left in the season? Three or four? So, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have the game plan by now, I don't think you should be playing. But I'm quite sure everybody on this defense has the game plan. Um, I think we're utilizing it to our best ability, and we're making plays. Chris, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. Is there anything in particular that you're seeing that maybe you guys can correct going into next week? Uh, I'm going to watch film first before, you know, I'm not never, ever will I call out one of my teammates. Um, we just got to get better as a whole. Uh, watch film, uh, make corrections to our errors, and um, get better. Jones a little testy after the game, but a good game for him, a sack, and the defense performed well as a whole. And really quick, Pete, was something he said there. It's game 13, you knew the game plan. Chargers last year, game 14, remember? Eric Berry putting people in position. Yep. In 12 plays, Eric Berry was up to the line. Of play. They didn't know the game plan. That's right. It's, it's, I don't know if there's an indictment on Sutton or what, but guys know the game plan. I don't think they knew it last year at times. Yeah, it's an indictment on somebody for sure. But the Chiefs do manage the victory 40-9 to at Arrowhead Stadium. If you want to get involved, please do. You can text us 69306 on the Protein House with the Purpose text line or call us 913-576-7610. That's 913-576-7610. When we come back, we'll hear the Arrowhead Pride sounds of the game. You are listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Inside the 50. Third and goal. From just outside the three. Over to Darrell Williams. There's a flag out as he finds the pylon for the touchdown. But the Raiders say it's going to be against Kansas City. We'll see. Now they might get Kelsey for a pick, and I'm not sure he even needed to. They might. This could go either way. It's one of those, did he pick him or did he not? Result, there's no foul. Touchdown. Touchdown pass number 20 of the season for Mahomes. Now at the 13th, Joyner missed a couple of plays. He's back out. Looking, looking, wide open field. Wide open for Mahomes. He high steps it in for the touchdown. His first rush touchdown of the season. Well, he shows you that he's fine. He's running good. No more injury stuff. He's looking. Makes a great decision not to throw against a hole. Bunch of people in the middle. And then just shows you, if you cover everyone, I can still move. Starting to figure out his system with each passing week. And here we go, the defense with the steal and the run back. It's Thornhill, the rookie, for his first NFL touchdown on the pick six. Thornhill, outstanding job of communication with him and Breland. Take a look right here. He's talking to Breland. Hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the motion. Hey, they look at each other again. I got it if he comes inside. There's McCormick. He's not going to be stopped for the touchdown. 
He could just walk it in, really, to a slow jog off the left side. Eric Fisher cleared it out. And the Raiders deflated after the interception was taken away. Uh, just a great job by Robinson, 11, the receiver on the left, blocking down. And you see easy running for McCoy, no one even out there. You like it when you get that many yards before you see even anybody even around you. The AP Sounds of the Game are courtesy of CBS and are brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Jay, one thing I remembered from listening to the AP Sounds of the Game was the scramble by Pat Mahomes, a 13-yard scramble, clearly as close to 100% as he's going to be now entering the final stretch of the season. And really, that was one of the big things to take away from the Mexico City game about him scrambling, the 59 right. yards. Like, he's fine. Like the, Mahomes, This was like a confirmation. His ankle doesn't seem to be bothering either. That was the other thing. The knee, the ankle on the other side, on the left side, doesn't seem uh, to be bothering that. Great By legs. the way, uh, Bet Online has the Patriots three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Chiefs at home. That's basically... Home team gets gets those three points anyway, and again, that you know it hinges on the night injuries, things like that. Now the yeah. Patriots are a sick team. What they took two planes? What would uh, Romo say? He took two planes. They ended to up Houston. taking two planes to Houston because half the team was sick. So in order to prevent more people getting sick, they kind of had a quarantine of half the team. Which yeah, they own their own jet too. It's extreme. like seven fifty seven. They own their own leather seats, big comfortable. That was probably the non sick people to get the right. The nice jet. We know Robert Kraft has plenty of jets. You know, if he has Lots to fly in, Lots fly in late to Kansas City, so he, after it in the morning, he can do that. Um, the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show is presented by Seven Street Casino, where it's at. If you want to get involved, nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to Butch. Butch, uh, what'd you think of the game? Yeah, that was a pretty good game. I like it. Here, let me step outside real quick. I'm at Canterbury L House here in downtown Seattle after watching uh, the Chiefs get an amazing win. Yeah, and I will say this much. I'll make a couple quick points so I'll get off the line. Sure. Now, it's, it's tough to complain about a 40-9 to win. Um, I was a little concerned about the offensive line play. It, it looks like every couple dropbacks from Pat in the first half, he was rolling out to his right, bailing out of the pocket to his right-hand side. Hopefully that's something they can get uh, fixed uh, before going into next week. And I think the second big point is the I mean, Chiefs need to go ahead and claim Derek Carr on their taxes. He is officially their son. Whenever he comes to Kansas City, this man cannot. He, it's in his head now. We're good, but we're not that good, I don't think, for them to get blown out. So let's call this game for what it was. It was a great win. They're, this was an audition, gentlemen. We, we are auditioning for what's going to happen next week. We come out next week, and it's not about what we do. It's what we didn't do. No turnovers. No no penalties. I don't think we had any penalties. No, no penalties. Keep the game. We keep this game clean, and we end up winning in New England, that's going to change a lot of minds about who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Well, it's definitely coming off the bye week with a little bit of uh, oomph for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not to mention, they had two sacks today against the Raiders. Why is that significant? The Raiders have given up the fewest sacks in the NFL. I understand the Cowboys did play on Thanksgiving. They're tied with the Cowboys. Coming in this game with 16 sacks given up. Chiefs have uh, relatively done that, too. With that hodgepodge offensive line at times, Mahomes just sacked one time today in the pocket. But, I, you know, credit the Chiefs defense putting a little pressure on Derek Carr. He had that deer look in the headlights, man. I've seen deer on the highway give you that look. <laughs> I've really I've really been, you know, down the highway, seen that look that Derek Carr gave the Chiefs several times. The Patriots and the Houston Texans are underway right now. So the Chiefs get a few more hours to prepare. If you don't think Andy Reid is counting those hours 
you got another thing coming. Reed takes all the hours he could possibly get to prepare for this big of a game. I bet he heads right back to his office to watch this game with some of the Chiefs uh, coaching staff members. Uh, Andy Reed did talk to the media right after this 40-9 to win. Here's the, chief, here's the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Some, some difficulties there. All right. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, sorry about that. As far as the injuries go, <clears throat> we had a couple of them. So, um, Rashad Fenton uh, tweaked his hamstring, as did uh, Daryl Williams. Um, and then Frank Clark hurt his shoulder. So, I think we're going to be okay with <clears throat> as we go on with those guys. But we'll see how that goes. Um, listen, my hat goes off to the Raiders. Um, Mike Mayock and John Gruden, I think, have done a Nice job of that team. Um, and then on the other side of that, I'm also also very proud of our, our guys. And that was a pure team win. And um, all three phases contributed, which um, is important this time of the year. And so, <clears throat> we, and some of the young guys, Juan Thornhills, um, did a nice job. He's been so close on these interceptions. And here he gets a big one. Tyron got another one, which was huge. Um, between Fenton and O'Daniel taking care of the, the fumble on uh, special teams, uh, that was a nice thing. And then offensively, just the fact of not having the penalties, really on either side of the ball, but not having the penalties. Um, you can do some good things if you, if you do that, and then you're productive in the red zone. Uh, normally good things happen. Um, and then it was going to get Darwin in and uh, get, get him a few reps <clears throat> as he continues to grow. Um, you know, in, in the NFL and in our offense. So, all in all, a good win. Time's yours. And what, what's the key to the penalties, um, the difference in penalties? Obviously, it's a point of emphasis, but how, how do you get there? Well, I, listen, I, I compliment the players on that. I mean, they were, and I they're the ones out there playing, and, and um, they did a nice job with it. They, uh, it was a mindset that they had, and it all worked out. So. Coach, were you surprised against the, the first pass and three that you were challenged? Didn't get called, but the second one that ended up being the Patrick having interception was reversed, and you won the swan on that play? Yeah, listen, I mean, things happened. So I've um, obviously challenged it because I thought we'd have a chance, but um, it didn't work out, but we ended up getting the other one. So um, I'm happy about that. But then you had, like, well, yeah. Did they, did they look at it because it was a turnover, or did they even try to challenge it? I didn't challenge it, no. Where do you like, kind of draw the line between you're not reversing anything versus i got to challenge this just in case? Like, how, how do you, how do you yeah, Well, I, f- I felt like the first one, you know, I needed to do it. Um, didn't get the first one, so I wasn't sure I'd get the second one. So, uh, But they took care of it, and uh, they fixed it. I just mean overall, overall, the whole season with the way that they're just not reversing it. Well, they've thrown a couple out there where they have. And so, um, you know, you got to go off of what you see, trust the guys in the box on the replays, and um, I just subjective decision. You know, if I think it's right, right time, then I do it. Andy, what do you see happen with the defense these last few weeks? I know you felt like there was a pickup, but the maybe four, five, six weeks now, and now kind of playing anything and changing some of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think Spag's done a nice job. I mean, the coordinators, I thought, put together a nice game plan. He'd be on offense and Dave on the special team side, and then Spag's uh, um, on the defensive side. I just um, – and the guys are – they're into it. They're, the young guys are 
gaining experience as we go. Um, we still have plenty of room to improve, but we're seeing improvement every week. So that's a, um, that's a plus. But we we got to keep our you know, foot to the pedal there and keep pushing. So. Coach Bell, Michelle McCoy, a couple weeks ago, you yeah, no, he did a he did a nice job. He had productive runs today, and um, I, I mean, we're not fooling anybody here. I mean, he's not getting any younger, so um, it's my responsibility to manage him the best I can, and I think I know him as well as anybody. So um, I'm gonna do what I think is right on that. If it's wrong, then it's my fault, right? So I'll take that um, on my shoulders there, but I. Um, and he, I know he wants to play every play, and he loves to play. Uh, but I've also got to trust, uh, you know, what I what I do on that part. Coach, whether it's Darwin or Colin Saunders made a few plays, obviously. How important is it for them to get a couple plays the way? How important is it for rookies at this point in the season to start making plays? Yeah, they've uh, they've done a nice job. I'm just tribute to Brett and the guys that he's brought in here, and um, and what they're producing. They're getting better every week. Um, and then their coaches for uh, working with them. So there's a lot of time that's being spent with the young guys to try to catch them up as fast as you can. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's been good that way. And there's no better time than right now. I mean, each game is an important game here, and as you go, and so uh, you've got to you got to grow fast. And they've they've been working on that. <clears throat> And just offensively, obviously you had 40 points on the board, but it didn't look like everything was really in sync either at times. What would you say has happened there? Yeah, you know, um, there, were, there were enough good things that, that uh, I, you know, I didn't mention Kels for the 9K you know, and all those things. But, hey, but <clears throat> everything's not going to be perfect. Um, <clears throat> you're, you're dealing with some elements now, and you've got to work through those things. And uh, But there was enough good there that, we start critiquing uh, a couple bad ones, and we're uh, we're missing out on some pretty good ones. All right. Did you last one, just real quick. Was the win a, a little more of a factor that we might have been able to tell from up top? Well, you probably didn't notice that it was windy today. <laughs> so it was. Yeah, so it was windy, but I, I thought we did pretty good with it. You know, we had a pretty productive day. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the team's 40-9 to victory. A couple of things that stood out to me, seeing improvement every week in the defense. That continues to be a trend. Again, it's a little bit weird with LaShawn McCoy where he's saying, you know, he's not getting any It's a little bit weird with LaShawn room. This was someone he drafted in 2009 with the Philadelphia Eagles. It just seems to be one of the odd things going on right now with the Chiefs. Five carries to 10 yards. Did have the touchdown, but the passing game, three catches, 20 yards. Just sprinkle in McCoy here and there, and I think that's what they're, they're going to use McCoy for. It's not going to ever be the workhorse. I don't think we're going to look down and see him carrying the football 20 times. I just don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be by committee, and it's going to be the hot hand, whether it be Damian Williams, who can't stay healthy, or Darrell Williams, or, uh, or Darwin Thompson uh, carrying the load. I just think he's going to be an ancillary piece. One that he puts in in certain positions, situations that he trusts. And he was also asked about Travis Kelsey and some of the struggles at the beginning of the game, but wasn't willing to nitpick given the fact that Kelsey finished the game with 90 yards. He led the Chiefs and far, as far as receiving yards go. So, again, not nitpicking Travis Kelsey. And, again, I would love to be in the situation where you score 40 points 
and people are looking through nitpicks. It's true. What you're doing, 40 points in a game against a divisional rival. And, yeah, there's some bad Don't th- forget, th- nine from Thornhill and Charvarius Ward. But that's football, though. I mean, just look around 31. the NFL. Things happen to good teams. Good teams lose unexplainable games. You think the Eagles are happy with what happened against Miami? No. I mean, teams lose games. The Jets, emotional, emotional victory last week over the Raiders, 31 points, number one rush defense in the NFL. They lose 22-6. to six to the winless Bengals. Again, these are the things that happen in the National Football League. In credit Andy Reid, it's not happening to the Chiefs. Yes, they lose games, but they're always within a score. Even the Patriots at times will get blown out like they were at Baltimore, like they were last year, losing 26 to 10 the Chiefs, to the Lions. The Chiefs Lions. are always in it. You're right. They're just always in the game, and a lot of credit has to be given to the coaching staff for at least, even on bad games, they're still within a score. It's true, and I think there's a Patrick Mahomes effect to that. He seems to play up when the situation calls for it. Like, today was a game where the Chiefs didn't really need Mahomes as much, and you saw he, I mean, not that I I think he gets complacent at all, but it seems like in the biggest times, that's when he plays his best football. No question about it. No question about it. Again, with Mahomes, I think this was big, that somebody else stepped up like the defense where he didn't have to put the team in the backpack and score the points. And Derek Nadi said it great after the game. He told Herbie Teopia the store after that Mexico City game. You know, they need to step up and show some pride. And I think this defense has some prideful people in it. You know, especially Frank Clark and the Honey Badger and stuff coming in here. But they get tired of hearing how bad they are. No, no Like, doubt. I really think that that's starting to bother them, wearing on them. And right now they're feeling themselves a little bit, which is good for this team. Mahomes finishes with 200 total yards and two total touchdowns. Uh, one passing touchdown and the one rushing touchdown. Patrick Mahomes spoke to the Chiefs media after the game. Yeah, it, it definitely started the game off the right way. Kind of got the momentum in our favor. Uh, we were, we scored the first time, got that touchdown, and then the second time we we came short on the fourth down. But then beginning the pick six. I mean, it made it made our job easy as an offense, just trying to move the ball down the field and score points. Yeah, I mean, he's been working all year long. I mean, you saw in the preseason, and you've seen it in, in little spurts. But, I mean, he's he runs hard. And he, I mean, he's a small guy, but he's a, he's a stocky guy. And so uh, he, he gets in there, he runs the ball hard, and he was hit, he was hitting it and, and really drained that, that whole fourth quarter, and it was a big uh, drive for him. Now, what was the play you ran for that 13-yard touchdown with that? Was that a call play? I mean, you saw just Peyton really good. I mean, I'm not like trying to call him out, but Tyreek, he didn't run the right route. He would have had a touchdown. So, I mean, he, he was supposed to run a little swing route down the sideline is what I said to him. And uh, I, I told him, if, I mean, if he didn't want the touchdown, I'll take it. And so uh, he uh, he didn't run it uh, the, the right way, but we found a way to get a touchdown. Not necessarily. I think that we've had windy games here, like the Vikings game. I mean, obviously wasn't playing. Uh, but uh, I've played in a lot of windy games uh, being in Lubbock and uh, at Texas Tech, and so I understand that it's a factor, but you, I think as long as you throw spirals and uh, you can kind of drive it through the wind, I think to me the harder part is when you're throwing with the wind because then you have to try to judge the kind of the deep passes, and you saw that one with Kelsey where I kind of left it up there too much and it kind of floated back to the inside. And so, I mean, the wind is, is part of it. It's part of playing in Kansas City. And uh, I, I take joy in being able to go out there and practice and work on my game and being able to throw the ball through it. And just along those lines, it, it seemed like maybe a little out of sync offensively today at, at times. Did you feel like that? And if so, what, what, 
Yeah, I mean, I think our standard for ourselves is to score on every single drive. And so anytime we don't do that, we feel like we fell short. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I think the big, the biggest thing is going out there and finding a way to win football games. I mean, we've been kind of known in these last few years of scoring all these points and putting up all these numbers. But when your defense is playing like that and they're getting the ball back to you, it's about not trying to turn the ball over and about scoring points whenever you get the opportunity to. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's what we've expected all season long. And, you know, I think you've seen it week by week, the defense getting better. Uh, the special team made great plays today. And then the offense, I mean, we're just playing with the flow of the game. Uh, I mean, we, we've, we've been in every type of football game, it seems like now, and uh, just trying to find ways to win each and every game because every, every game flow is different. And I feel like today it was, it's about letting the, defense, letting the defense eat and uh, us taking the opportunities to score when we can. Yeah, I think I think every single game is different. I think that's the biggest thing about it all. It's about not hurting yourself and going out there and executing whatever defense or whatever uh, coverage that you get. And uh, every single game is going to be different. The Chargers game, the defense played 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 well, and we, we kind of battled through. I feel like today was, it wasn't that we didn't play well. It was that the defense was playing so well, given the short field positions, that we were just trying to execute and score whenever we got them. And, uh, I mean, it, it was cool when you looked up there, and I, I felt like we had only scored a couple times, and it was like 31-0. And so it's, uh, it's, it's about going with the game and figure out the flow of the game and finding the best way to win it. Yeah, I mean, as, it, as, as far as it looks, is that you're going to have to go there to win at, at some point. And so for us, it's, uh, it's about finding a way to, to play a really good football team in an in uh, environment where they, they win a lot of football games and trying to find a way to, to go out there and find a way to win. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of been a thing where we have came close last year uh, when, when Alex was here. They, we did actually get to go there and get the win. And so the guys on the team know how to. It's about trying to find the best way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, watching the Texans film is is very. Uh, it, it works out very well for us because they have a lot of those same receivers and running backs and guys that can make plays and Deshaun who can scramble around and make a lot of these big time throws. And so, it's good. It's going to be good tape for us to see how they they go about that. Uh, I think with New England, though, I mean, they, they can change complete game plans every single week. And so we'll watch that, but we'll also watch what they did the entire season, watch what they've done to us the last few years, and try to figure out the best way we can go out there and have a game plan. And then whenever they make their adjustments and they do do different stuff, we're able to kind of combat that with our adjustments on our side as well. A couple more. Back in this game, you're able to get outside the pocket a little bit more. Look more like yourself back there, getting outside and making the big runs for the touchdown like you did. Finally starting to feel back to – yeah, I definitely feel a lot better. I mean, coming off that bye week, I mean, being able to get that rest, uh, still do the rehab, still do the treatment. And I think the more time that I get uh, where I can kind of be away from that injury, then the better I'll feel. And so, I mean, it's it's it definitely felt good being able to run. I got to pick my knees up a little bit and, and get in the end zone. Last one, Adam. Back to the no penalties today. 
looked like he maybe talked the rep out of that first penalty on the first touchdown. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily talked him out of it. I, I try to plead my case no matter what what uh, what, what happens. But uh, all I kind of said was he we had kind of designed the play and we knew the defense that we were going to get and we knew that they were going to kind of run at the line of scrimmage and we had told to Kels if he's at the line of scrimmage you can kind of give him a little chip. And so he did that, and that's the and that was the rule. So whenever the rest conferred with each other, they were able to come about that with each other. When they both saw that, and they they realized that uh, it was a legal play. So I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always do. Always plead my case. That's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the team's forty to nine win. The Chiefs win this game, and they have a stronghold over the AFC West division. No question about it. I really like what Pat Mahomes said about the flow of the game. Yep. Again, you find out what works. If the running game is working at time, you don't have to throw the football. The flow of the game. What's the game dictating? I mean, change your game plans. You should always be willing to change during the middle of the game, and I think that they've done that with Andy Reid. We've certainly seen it with Spags. And talking from the second half on of the Chargers game, Chargers moving the football at will against the Chiefs, making game plan changes. The flow of the game. What is the flow of the game going to dictate? Just like Darwin Thompson coming in, running the football. They kept going with him. That was the flow of the game. That probably wasn't in a playbook. Or, or the game plan of Andy Reid. Just give Darwin Thompson the ball to ice the clock because clearly Daryl Williams got hurt, but it's the flow of the game in going with what works. Thompson looking real slippery at the end of this game. I really like that Patrick Mahomes continues to say that he's getting healthier and healthier. If you're going to go anywhere and you're the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes has to be healthy, so that is a very good thing. And that scramble for the touchdown right there. I mean, he's Runs done this it. down two straight weeks where you say, this guy's fine. The Chiefs win 40-9. to I see your calls, Aaron and Jared. If you want to get involved, 913-576-7610. When we come back, we'll get to more of your calls, and we'll name our AP player of the game. That's next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. You want to get involved? 913-576-7610. Or you can text us on the Protein House. Even the purpose, text line 69306. The Chiefs end up beating the Oakland Raiders by a score of 40 to 9. So this week has been pretty special to me. We we're able to have my family in town from New York for Thanksgiving and my mom is watching Jay and I do the post game show. And I thought it'd be a real treat to have her name, the AP player of the game. So mom, take it away. Who's the AP player of the game? Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill, your AP player of the game. Good job, mom. Uh, The AP player of the game. Oh, there it is. The AP Player of the Game is brought to you by Masary's Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. Tune in to Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. And if you know the player of the game, you could win $25 to Topper's Pizza. And one monthly winner will win the grand prize of a $500 Masary's Jewelry gift card. Again, Juan Thornhill, as you heard from my mom, is your player of the game. I thought you did a good job. Very, yeah, great job, Mrs. Winnie. Awesome very nervous. Job. Great uh, job. Had me write it down. No, but you, you picked the right person. I mean, four tackles, three for loss, or three solo tackles, had the interception. They only picked six of the Chiefs this year. Great. It had to go to somebody in the defense. Great selection by you. Yes, and once the, the pick six happened, I felt like in this game, yeah. there was no coming back no. from that. And you sort of knew that the entire time. And so... 
with that being the case, I mean, there is no other choice. Again, make sure you listen to Fesco in the morning uh, and name that player of the game. Let's go back out to the phone lines, though, as I promised, 913-576-7610, and talk to Aaron. Aaron, what's going on? Uh, what's going on? Uh, that was a that was a good win for us. It was an important win. Uh, that was a, against a winning team, but it, it just seems like everyone's not that enthused about it. And I think it's just because the offense isn't clicking on the level that we're used to seeing. But who's not enthused though? Off. Seriously, who's not enthused? Everybody seems really, really happy. Uh, happy, but not you know excited for blowing out the Raiders. You know, it, it's not the same. Like. Uh, you don't seem as normally excited as you normally. Do. Oh, I'm very excited about it. This is this is the second best team in this division, the Raiders. They're the, they're the ones that are coming. They're the ones yeah. that had the draft class with all those rookies. The Raiders will be that team. Although I think they they have a problem at quarterback because Derek Carr can't win in Kansas City, and that's a problem. It's also a problem if you're the AFC West. In eighty reads now twenty five and three against you since two thousand fifteen. That is a major issue. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just going to go back and listen to some old. Arrowhead post-game shows and engage your enthusiasm compared to this one because I think that we're happy, but we all know that there's something a little bit off, and I can't put my finger on it. And uh, you two have a good night, all right? Yeah, you know, you know what it is. I think I think it's a little bit a sign of the times, and it is in the old days when the Chiefs weren't this competitive. What you would think about is, okay, we beat the Raiders. This is a big win for us because it's an in-division win. No one cares about the division anymore. Like you care about it in the sense yep. as this is another step to a championship. But do you really care if the Chiefs win another AFC West division for the fourth year in a row and then they lose in the playoffs? No, no one cares about it. So in a sense, the division win over the rival Raiders has just gotten a little bit diluted. I would say. Well, I, I think I've been pretty excitable. You're this excited. I'm very excited. About I, this game. I feel. I feel. I, I can understand what that caller is bringing up. Though. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right, okay. borrow that from Chucky. But here's the thing. It's the Patriots. I think everybody's focused on that. What, what's the rule? Marty had Marty Schottenheimer. Celebrate till midnight and focus on the Patriots. And there was a lot of questions. I, there was more questions in the locker room about the next week's opponent that we've heard from this team. Because the Patriots loom out there. The big statement game is going to be this week. Patriots, Chiefs, this is the rivalry in the AFC West. Forget about divisional rivalries. The Patriots have been the king of the mountain. You want to be the king of the mountain, you got to beat them. I think you got to beat up the bully. I think it kind of help with where, like, the uh, it's almost like a mirage of what people are seeing in yeah. this game. I think that you see the score and it says 40 to 9. Right. I think you look at how the team scored and it's not in that same fashion that this city is used to. Like, they want to see every week, which don't we all? It's addicting and it's, it's just fun to obsess over. But everybody wants to see Mahomes throw for 350 yards four touchdowns, have Tyreek Hill sprint down the field, right. flash the peace sign, have Kelsey do a dance. And what's crazy is that, like, it's kind of a catch-22 because you wanted to see this team succeed, and the only way they were going to get better is if the defense got better. Well, today was a defensive win that you won. You, like, basically shut this team out. You did shut this team out for three quarters, and then for some reason Gruden realized he had been shut out for six straight quarters, so he decided to kick a field goal down 31-0. to this wind didn't look pretty because of right. the weather, because of the wind. Yeah, there wasn't rain and there wasn't snow, but even Beakley said beforehand, it's like golfers and athletes. They just like to say, I'd rather play in rain than I would with wind because with wind, you just can't do anything. And you saw that and you heard Romo talk about it. But I think that's kind of where Kansas City fans are coming from is that this wasn't the explosive offensive outburst that we're used to seeing. 
This was just basically great field position, turnovers, and you just waxed the Raiders in a way that you've never done it before. And as Andy Reid said, it took all three phases of the game. Right. Special teams, nice turnover that they got when Dorian O'Daniel got the got the fumble. But they did defensive PAT conversion by Charverius Ward, two points. Defensive touchdowns so the defense chimes in, scoring a touchdown in the game. Charverius Ward gets the two points. Offense only needed two points in this game, to be honest with you. Raiders only scored nine, and then some of that was a gimme at the end. But eight points, or nine if you, if you consider the extra point, came by way of defense or special teams. Yeah, and I... Actually, I, it, it is special I think teams. Dusty, point. I think Dusty's right, too, because the defense played so well in this game, your field position was really good, and that lessens your offensive numbers. It's simple football math, right? So, Dusty's right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had less than... An, 200 yards through the year. Last year, he had to do it all. And so we got used to seeing 250, 300 yards for multiple touchdowns every single week. And now they're winning in a little bit of a different fashion. So it is a little bit weird. I still think, and and I'll, I, you know, and, and it is weird to say just because they there were 31 offensive points. I just don't think this offense is necessarily 100% right. And once they are, who knows what's going to happen? By the way, uh, the Houston Texans just scored a touchdown now 7-3. to three. The Chiefs face the New England Patriots next week in a huge game. Let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to Jared. He's been waiting for a long time. What's up, Jared? Jared, we got you? Oh, we lost Jared. Great. I want to say this, Pete, too. And, again, I, you've heard me this year. I've been waiting for the defense to step up where Pat Mahomes didn't have to carry the team. As far as the coaching staff, everybody else, Pat Mahomes – Carrying the team. We saw him step up for Matt Moore. And it was great. Okafor said that in Denver. Stepped up for Matt Moore. When are you going to step up um, for Patrick Mahomes? This is what Derek Nottie told Herbie Teope of the star after that game in Mexico City. We want to go out in the game and not have to rely on Patrick to seal the game, said Nottie. No disrespect to him, but we as a defense got to carry our load. So when it came down to it, we were able to do it. He said that after the game in Mexico City. And I thought that was very telling. You know, step up for Pat. Don't always rely on him. That's when you become a complete team, when you're not always waiting. We see it in baseball at time. Your pitchers will go on a roll, have a nice week or two weeks, and the hitters won't hit, and you'll be winning games 3-2 to two or 3-1. to one. Then there'll be times where your starting pitchers don't do well, and you win games 9-8 or 9-7 or whatever it is. But when you can put the full team together, that's when you succeed. That's what makes the Chiefs scary. When the defense plays like it has been, this is what makes the Kansas City Chiefs scary, especially just like Romo said, Andy Reid's got to be happy the way that Darwin Thompson's closing out the game. He yeah. said this is what Andy Reid needs. He needs somebody to ice the game away. He said that it means so much because the team needed this kind of effort from other people, not named Patrick Mahomes. And the thing I like about this season is it's almost a progression, right? We thought they were a complete team to begin the year. Then you had some injuries. Then you had some struggles. And you wondered if the defense was the same, so on and so forth. But slowly but surely, you're seeing progress throughout the year, really, I think, in all phases. I think the offense, oddly enough, is the last thing that has to kind of hit for the Chiefs, which should happen, right? That should happen in the next four, next four weeks. You hope it happens next week against the New England Patriots because if all of this can happen where all these parts of the team meet in the middle, I think this could finally be the year in Kansas City. No, I agree with you. When all these pieces come together, it's nice to see the special teams that had struggled earlier this year. Dave Tobey even said so. They weren't good. It was an indictment on him. The Tennessee game was a terrible game, a, a display on special teams. But that's coming together. We've seen it make some progress. What you're seeing is, this is when you do these things. In December, what kind of team can you be 
rolling into the postseason. It does not matter what you do in September. It doesn't really matter in October, although you better keep your wins up because you can't fall too far behind. Like that Tennessee, they're peaking at the right time. It doesn't matter what they did early in the season. It matters what they're doing now. Absolutely. And it matters what the Chiefs are doing going forward. Today was a great sign. What happened in Mexico City, a great sign that they're not always relying on number 15. No, and you know what? You're not going to be able to every game. Like, how many times did we say last year, Patrick Mahomes is carrying this team, eventually they're going to need the defense, and they didn't have it last year, which is why Tom Brady walked down the field and scored the touchdown to win the football game. You're starting to feel confident in that, and then saying, okay, if Patrick Mahomes has an off game, if the offense can't get it going right away, at least the defense can keep you in it. In this defensive performance we've seen the last two weeks, this is what Andy Reid wanted in that Green Bay game. Just didn't get it. You're at home. You pit him back on the one-yard line. Five minutes left in the game. Just defense get a stop. Didn't happen. They ran the ball every time Aaron Rodgers just had to throw one pass on that final five minutes for the Green Bay Packers. This is what he's been wanting. I would feel confident. If they got to the end of the game with Green Bay right now and you pit him at the one-yard line, would you have more confidence in this defense going forward? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge thing for the confidence of this team when Andy Reid can rely on that other side of the ball. And, you know, we talked about it, too, in the pregame, and you and I have talked about this on air quite a bit. This team has been needing a reliable running back. And I understand that Darwin's progress and his production came in the final frame of the game when it was iced for the most part. But that is a good sign. Like, he could be Well, it's be still sporadic like, and hit or miss. And, you know, for the longest but it, time... this was Mahomes, his first chance. No, I know, but for the longest time, Mahomes is leading rusher in this game with 25 yards. Yeah. It took that drive where he had 44 yards on 12 plays, 12 carries... On that drive where the Chiefs had the ball for 15 plays, it took that. Or Pat Mahomes would end up being the leading rusher on this team for two straight weeks, which isn't good. That's why it was kind of a breakthrough to be able to salt the game at the end. How many times do we see Priest Holmes do this at the end of the game? <laughs> they just rely on him just, you know, rolling out the clock, picking up those they first need, downs. They needed that. Keep the chains moving. Keep the clock rolling. Yeah, no, they, they, they've needed that desperately, and I think... That is what, and I understand, again, it was in garbage time. you got to think about that. But they needed, you know, a first down at the end of the game. The Raiders were still playing uh, tunics. And I want to see Darwin Thompson in the first and second quarter. Like, why should he not get touches now next week at the beginning of the game? And just get stronger towards the end of the game. Get that confidence. This was a good game for Darwin Thompson to get that confidence. Yeah, complete. Can you do it at this level? Can you do it at this level? He knows now he can do it. Completely agree. It's a 40-9 to win from Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs improved to 8-4 and as they look toward the New England Patriots, who are playing right now, losing to the Houston Texans 7-3. and That game comes at you next week around the same time. It's the same kind of window here for the Chiefs, the late game of the afternoon. It's going to be a game everyone will have their eyes on, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Uh, it's a win. The, if the Chiefs can manage to win next week, you're going to start to feel really good about the chances of this football team. It starts with today, again, the 40-9 to win. This is... The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. We'll be right back, and when we come back, we'll have our final verdict from this football game. Stay with us. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show as we wrap up this Victory Sunday, soon to be a Victory Monday. The Kansas City Chiefs beating the Oakland Raiders 40-9 in this game. Again, a dominant performance at Arrowhead Stadium, and it started with the Chiefs' defense. No question about it. The defense stood up. Again, Phillip Rivers had four times at the end of the game, two picks, two punts. They carried that over. Could they carry it over to today? Now, Frank Clark did get that injury with the shoulder. That, that was one of the 
you know, the focal points. Can Frank Clark carry it over the next day? Unfortunately, he was hurt in this game. In this game, But, yeah, they, I mean, they carried it over, and that's what we're waiting for. They showed it against the Broncos with the nine sacks. They parlayed it with five sacks against the Packers, 14 sacks in those games. It kind of started to change the identity of this defense a little bit and took a step back in the final five minutes. Step forward against the Vikings, step back against the Tennessee Titans, and we've seen now back-to-back good games for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is how you want to close out the season. And again, three of five are going to be against the AFC West at Arrowhead. Now two of the four right here at Arrowhead Stadium. Got to feel good about that. And that was one question after the bye week. So we get Andy Reid on Monday after the bye. And I, my, my question to him was, well, what did you notice on tape? What do you want to clean up? And his emphasis was the penalties. We have to clean up the penalties. We're killing ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. And to come out and follow it up, not with one, not with two, no penalties today. And you see the Raiders took a ton of penalties and it hurt them. They had 17 penalties for 200 yards in the two previous games of this one. Yeah, market improvement in that. Gets no better than a Can clean it be better? slate. Can it gets, be better? A, gets a clean slate at the end when your team was not penalized. That's a, that's taking steps. And whether what kind of priority it was with Andy Reid and his team to talk to him, hey, got to stop having these penalties. Cannot beat ourselves. Tough enough to beat opponents in this league, but we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And again, the penalties, the Chiefs would be more back. What would, what would happen? Pat Mahomes, boom, 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 would take care of things. The other thing, too, is the Chiefs were fifth in the NFL in third down conversions coming into this game. And you know what? The Raiders were actually 1% better. 46% were the Raiders on third down uh, efficiency. The Raiders, 3 of 9 today, right at 30%. The Chiefs were 7 and 11 on third down, keeping the chains moving. That's significant. 7 and 11 in that this team was fifth in the NFL in third down conversion. That's going to go up this week. Yeah, and, and, and if you can start converting on third down and do it consistently and you can get the offense going a little bit here who knows what's going to happen and for for the chiefs i i i'm very excited about that possibility i'm excited that they're finally all coming together here at the end of the year when you need them to because there are four games left or then and then you have to go into this afc playoffs let's see what happens want to get to our final call neil from load jack what's going on Hey, guys, I made it in. I'm glad I did. I wasn't sure if I was going to call tonight, but thanks for taking my call. Um, thank, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for so many things on this Thanksgiving weekend. It was a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Um, however, I'm probably most thankful right now for beating the stinking Raiders. <laughs> Gosh, I love beating the stinking Raiders. It's such a beautiful thing. Better than turkey, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, oh, it's definitely better than turkey. I mean, turkey does not jump out, trust me. I mean, <laughs> uh, and it's just a great win. Always good to get, get a win this time of year, obviously, at home. Finally played a good game. I still wouldn't say we played a great game at home. I still wouldn't say that we played a great overall all-around game. I think the offense still needs to step up a little bit more. But it's great to see them get no penalties. That's amazing. they got to do that next week. If they can run the ball a little effectively like they did late in this game today, I think, hey, I think this defense can hold the Patriots 20 or less, right? The question is, can we score 20 or more on that, that defense the way our offense has been playing lately? I think we can, but we got we to gotta get it done, right? Got to get it done. Got to get that win next week. Thanks again, guys, for taking my call. Have a great week. I'm sure I'll be talking to you at least one more time. Thank you, uh, uh, Neil. And here's the thing about it. This can be a real focused week with the Chiefs. The page, it's going to be no nonsense. Just like Travis Kelsey, take this group against anybody. This is going to be a, this is going to be a very solemn week with the Chiefs. They're going to be dead serious with the Patriots. But again, 
We're talking about not complete win. Again, the Chiefs score 40 points. All three phases involved in scoring in this game. I'll take it, man. 40 points is 40 points. You win in this league by 31 points, you're doing something right. 10 points in this league is considered a blowout. Yeah, I, I, I look at the New England Patriots game next game, and I'm starting to think and wonder, is this the same offense that we've been used to seeing in New England? I kind of feel, and I agreed with the caller, I think it's reasonable that... They're down 7-3 now. I think it's reasonable the Chiefs' defense hold them under 21 points next week, and if they do that, you should be able to get this win. Their offense is a little bit different. And again, putting pressure on Tom Brady, because that playoff game, he was clean. Jersey was clean. You've got to get to Tom Brady and rattle him. I get it. It's no it's no rocket science if you if you rattle a quarterback. But some quarterbacks can take it, and some get really frustrated. And Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, the only way that people were able to, be able to beat them, put pressure on them, hit them, hit them legally, right after they throw the football. It's not late. Hit them legally, rattle them, make them think you're going to be coming after them. Right. Make Tom Brady uncomfortable. I think that's the name. The uncomfortability. Uh, with that, Jay, it's time now for our final verdict. Final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer. Final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. Jay, when it came to Chiefs Raiders, Raider Week, what did you take away? I took away just Andy Reid's continued mastery of this division. If you're going to be good, be good against your division. 25-3 and three now since 2015, 18-3 after the bye. But we saw the defense once again step up, and that's all you could ask for. Would other parts of this team step up for Pat Mahomes? Don't make him do everything. And again, I think Pat Mahomes' numbers look a little bit different, but the fact they're able to run at the end of the game, that stood out to me. The fact that they scored on special teams, the fact they scored on defense, the offense looked fine. Again, 40 points in this league is nothing to, to turn your eye at. But I'll tell you this much. All three phases been waiting for this running game, but the physicality against with the Kansas City Chiefs today really stood out to me. They were asserting their dominance on offense or offensive line, pushing the Raiders there at the end of the game. To me, Pete, that stood out the most. The fact that they had that physicality, we've been looking forward to this team. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the Chiefs are the type of team, as you're mentioning, that is going to be pushed around anymore. This was a dominant win. This was a win, too, where... The Raiders were embarrassed last week. You knew that they were going to come out trying their absolute hardest in this game for it to not happen again. And guess what? It happened again, and it started with the Chiefs' defense. It didn't start with Pat Mahomes, the reigning MVP. It started with Tyron Matthew at an, at an interception. It started with Juan Thornhill with a pick six, and it just carried on from that. I think the Chiefs might have accidentally, and it took an accident. It took Damian Williams not being healthy. It took Daryl Williams getting injured to find a running back. That's sports made to get a step I think up they finally might have found their running back in Darwin Thompson, the sixth-round rookie. Don't forget, the last time the Chiefs started getting a running back they really like, it was a third-round rookie, and all of a sudden he got in the game, and you felt really good about it in Kareem Hunt. Not to say that Darwin Thompson is the same type of back. I don't think he is. But at the same time, he has earned more playing time. I hope we get to see it against the New England Patriots next week, and that's the name of the game. It's the New England Patriots. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's in Foxborough. Let's find out who this team really is. Gut check time. Big time game. This game means so much. Not only for the Chiefs, just the psyche, the narrative of the National Football League. How good are the Kansas City Chiefs? Is this a Super Bowl favorite people were talking about at the, at the beginning of the year? They may have changed their mind halfway through it with the Chiefs record. Maybe this team defense is not good enough. 
It has been the laughing stock at NFL Network, ESPN, you name it. But they are showing market improvements. I mean, look, still they're struggling against the run. I get that. But in other areas, they've cleaned up this defense. And it's starting the show. It's starting the show with the adjustments Steve Spagnuolo is doing. We talked about penalties a little bit earlier. Credit to Herbie Teope and Chiefs PR on this. The Chiefs have had no penalties just three times in Chiefs history. Uh, the last time was December 8, 1974, and before that, October 2nd, 1966. So the first game with no penalties since 1974 today. I was in diapers. You were in diapers. You weren't born. I was just a, a twinkle to be happening about 14 years later. Oh, my God. And my mom's eyes sitting right here. <laughs> and your mom's sitting right there. 14 years later. <laughs> Um, so that's how long I've only said two Sweeney's are better than one. So I'm glad you're here. That this is a, this is a bonus Sweeney situation for you tonight. It is bonus Sweeney situation named our MVP, you know, on the bunny with that one. Juan Thornhill and no arguments. And that's usually I argue when Pete picks it. We talked about how Mike Mayock has a good draft class and he drafted really well. And they have a a lot of young contributors. Juan Thornhill is looking like one of the steals of the NFL draft. I mean, he gets better every week, and I think he's in a perfect situation with Tyron Matthew. He's been under Matthew's wing, and you saw that production tonight. And here's the guy. I don't think, you know, as far as Sammy Watkins, you know, McCole Hardman is kind of the future with Tyree Kill that speed, but just one catch, nine yards. And here's the thing, or, or one rush for nine yards when he got that ball on that jet sweep. But McCole Hardman, who didn't show up in the receiving category, and again, I think he's kind of going to be the weapon for the Chiefs going forward when you see it towards the end in the postseason. With that speed, they've got to be able to utilize it. Not only that, Pro Football Focus did their most underrated players on each team, and McCole Hardman was there. Quarterbacks have a 153.6 rating when throwing it towards McCole Hardman. I just think with him and Hill and that speed, that will be kind of – I think McCole Hardman might be that X factor as we go towards the postseason. Yeah, and I think he's earned those snaps. I mean, when the ball's in his hands coming into this game, he had the most yards per reception. Uh, and here you are. He, he Two more yards better than any receiver. I know, I know. And, and you, you, would un, you would think, okay, they got to find a way to get the ball on this guy. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of guys in the Chiefs. Like, you saw a great play taken back uh, by Demarcus Robinson tonight where Robinson made an insane play to get in the end zone, and it was a shame that it, that it got taken back with the offsetting penalties. Uh, you look at the landscape of the AFC, the Chiefs are now 8-4. and four. Right now, as it stands, as of this show, they're in third place to the Houston Texans. But if the Texans beat the New England Patriots and they're winning right now 7-3 and driving from the four-yard line, they'll go back up to the third seed. But you're starting to see the losses pile up for these teams ahead of the Chiefs. If the Chiefs can, can just continue taking care of business, I think that first-round buy, be it a first or second lead, becomes more in play. When the Ravens can take over the number one seed, if the Houston Texans can beat the Patriots tonight, because uh, obviously uh, Baltimore pasted the Patriots, at home. I will right. say this. Lamar Jackson has three losses in the NFL. Two of those losses come at the hands of Pat Holmes. Yeah, and and I thought, for what it's worth, and I said this in the pregame, I thought we might see a more of a, a, a statistical explosion from Mahomes. We didn't get that tonight, but he was able to get the win, and that's all you, you really care about. In yards per play, the Raiders actually had more yards per play than the Kansas City Chiefs did today. It's weird. They ended up 5.8 it's yards weird per play, and the Chiefs 4.4. It's odd that in a 40-9 victory, the, the Raiders outgained the Chiefs. Well, typically you will have more explosive plays when you're so far down. Josh Jacobs helped help to really flip that with his running in the shows game. you how trash the Raiders are. <laughs> yeah, you basically the Raiders Raider win today. Raiders Raider Chargers Charger. You, you know can, what that is? Just watch these games. And there's nothing better too in these type of games if you're a Chiefs fan than seeing John Gruden just making the same disgusted face Love all it. game long. Chucky, 
Then blaming the Wizard of Oz. Knock on wood if you were Chucky. No one's knocking on wood today. No, there's no knocking on wood for the Raiders. Oh, by the way, the Houston Texans just scored, about to go up 14 to 3 in the first half, and Deshaun Watson is feeling himself, baby. <laughs> Chiefs fans are starting, I think, to like Patriots that. Patriots get Watson hey, to Mahomes back to back week. The more losses at the top of the AFC, the better for the Kansas City Chiefs. That wraps up our Arrowhead Pride postgame show, a 40 to 9 victory. Uh, keep it locked in at 610 Sports Radio for your coverage this week, starting with Fesco in the morning, the midday show. Uh, the drive tomorrow. We'll be talking Chiefs all day long here on 610 Sports Radio. Um, a good win for the Kansas Chiefs today. Great win. Great win. Thank you. Thank to you to uh, Mrs. Sweeney that Mrs. Uh, made Sweeney, an appearance from New Chris York. Chris Unocero, Brandon Kiley, Bob Fesco for getting us down from the stadium. Uh, thank you to the Dirty Werewolf. Dirty Werewolf. Dusty Likens, the American Dream. Uh, for Jay Binkley, I'm Pete Sweeney. The Chiefs win Raider Week. 40 to 9, and now look forward to the New England Patriots, the AFC wide open. See you next time.